Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today I am super excited to be here with my beautiful guest. I get to look at this guest eye to eye. Her name is Lynn, and Lynn is a Reiki master. She is a Reiki master in Karuna Reiki, as well as Yasui Tibetan Reiki, but Lynn is also an avid hiker and probably the cleanest eater I know. (laughs) So she's here today to talk to us all about mind, body, wellness, just our overall wellness. So Lynn, welcome. Thank you, Yolanda. You're welcome, honey. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) You look so cute. Okay. So one of the first things, um, usually when we have guests on the show, people will share their journey with Reiki and those types of things. But with you, I know how much hiking has meant to you in your journey, and I wanted to talk to you about that because I think it's very interesting, and it's one of those things I don't know that everyone really considers how healing it can be to be in nature and to connect with nature and that physical movement. So how did you start with that practice in of itself, just the hiking, and what does it do for you? No. Well, to make a long story short, I found myself um, delayed on my employment. So in order to occupy my time, I began hiking with fellow coworkers. And that was probably the first experience where I noticed grounding. Yeah. And quickly became addicted. (laughs) (laughs) And then I started going alone, dragging everyone else with me, though, all the time. Yeah. And probably have been on hikes with at least a couple dozen people. Yeah. You know, it's funny, just even right there when you said that, I'm like, oh, I have to ask you about this. Because a lot of people who listen, um, a lot of us in general have a hard time grounding. And I know with you, you are very sensitive to energy, being an empath. Yeah, and knowing what that's like to pick up everyone else's crap. So... Two things. One, do you have tips for people who do have a hard time grounding and connecting with themselves? And then again, how has hiking or other physical activity helped you with that? What I can say is you seek it. There's so many ways to ground. And I didn't even know that that was such a term <laughs> until I until we started doing yeah. my certifications in Reiki. Yeah. Um, so it's been layers of knowledge and um, perception and understanding what was happening to me all these years with energy and how people affected me and um, living an unbalanced life. So after incorporating hiking in my life and going through all the process of the attunements, the classes with you, um, that's where that growth began. And then, of course, just acknowledging and practicing and adding to your toolbox yeah. of balance, I guess, is That's like one of the was best ones. for me. Yeah. So now that you have more of an awareness of around that, like what it's like mm-hmm. to ground and, you know, to go back into that connection with yourself, is there any way that you can share of how you recognize like when you just feel off or when you're not grounded? Like what are some triggers or things that strike you like, oh, I probably need to ground or hike or there's so many. We're constantly we're constantly hit with energies and people and their their tones and their comments and our thoughts. 
yeah. just berate our minds all day. So you, you just have to have that awareness all day long <laughs> and then just get your tools out all day and just prepare for that. But you have to want it yeah, and practice it yeah. and live the life and walk the walk. So that's my advice. And if anybody wants to talk about it, I mean, we can obviously set up like a whole, <laughs> yeah. a whole system or a whole regimen to help someone. And I think exactly like you hit the nail on the head. It is a way of life. Like it's not just a, you know, come in one session, get not yourself clean you out. No, it doesn't work yeah, that way. Yeah, no. No, it can. It's a, it's, a, it's a fix for sure. When I come to you for a Reiki session, that's certainly, you know, a fix. Yeah. And it helps propel me into where I need to be. But, um, yeah. But imagine, though, like, if you didn't know how to maintain that for yourself and the balance and all of the things that you incorporate to help you maintain that. So one of the things, too, I know that you do, talking about the hiking and things that you do, I know you also do yoga. And, again, um, I think this is so important for people to hear. I don't even know if I've ever talked about any of these things on the show, like the physical movement and the aspect of, you know, grounding through physicality. How have you incorporated yoga into your life? Like, what is that for you? Because some people think yoga is just like this woo-woo thing. People Core are power. To, quick, right. Quick workout. Right. Um, that's funny that we're bringing up yoga because this year marks 20 years that I've been practicing yoga. Wow. I just realized that. Yeah. Wow. Um, it hasn't, I haven't been consistent through those whole 20 years, but I always come back to it. Mm-hmm. Who holds on to something like that <laughs> for 20 years? <laughs> um, but I will say this. It was in college. It was a class. It took me about three weeks to really understand how it pulls your mind, body, and spirit to center. Yeah. Because I was going through the motions and I was practicing all the poses. Yeah. Um, but I would say it was about three weeks of hard practice. Yeah. And then I began to turn it inward and understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken core power, mm-hmm. not to pick on core power. It's a great workout. <laughs> Um, heated yoga is fantastic. It doesn't necessarily allow me to go inward when there's um, contemporary music or pop music in the background. And yeah. there's, you know, it's very fast paced and it's a good, it's a good sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the kind of yoga that I learned. And that doesn't mean it doesn't work for other people. But yeah. for me personally, mm-hmm. um, I prefer to practice yoga alone outside or in my yoga room and then dip into a class once in a while and just get refreshed, you know, yeah. on certain things. Um, so yoga has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. So I'm super proud to say that and humbled. But um, that, that physicality, yeah, that's partly it, but it brings you inward. Yeah. That's how I would explain that. Well, that's actually one of the things I admire about you, though, um, probably because it's one of the most difficult things for me to do is you really do connect with making that space. It seems every day, I don't know if you do it every day, but you seem to do it a lot <laughs> to make time for that physical activity, whether it's hiking or yoga or whatever you do, you seem to be very consistent with that. And actually maybe I should start having you be like my accountability coach on that. But I, I do want to get back to like yoga every day, you know, I have to say, well, you're a certified yoga instructor. Yeah. But prior to even taking the yoga training, it was probably how old am I? Um, 22. 
Yeah, right. Or you were four. (laughs) (laughs) If only. Um, Yeah, it was a while ago. I don't know. Early, no, late 20s. So maybe like 10 years or more ago. When I first found yoga, the first type I found was Bikram. You know, that's the hot, heated. Super hot. I remember you telling me. You were so excited about that. Oh, it was everything. And at the time, I was in a very stressful place in my life. So it felt so good to go to every day. I didn't miss a day. I didn't mm-hmm. care if it was Monday through Friday. I went right after work. On the weekends, I went in the morning every day, sweating it out. It was the best thing. I loved Very it. Very detoxing. Oh, so detoxing. Yeah. And after a while, it took like a few weeks for me to really then get out of just that physical practice and start to focus in on my breath and like, whoa, really paying attention to what this physical movement was doing in connection with my mind and my spirit and like blending it all in. Yeah. It took a while, but then I stepped away from yoga. Um, who knows why? And then years later I did the yoga teacher training. Best I ever felt in my life. At that time I was doing the Reiki yoga meditation, everything, every single day. Cause you know, in the teacher training, like you're doing yoga 12 hours a day, the best, Clarity of mind, everything I've ever experienced in my life. But again, that's yeah, a fantastic my yoga story, practice actually. has kind of dwindled. So, well, you're a busy maybe girl. Maybe we can partner and. I'd love that. Yeah, let's that do sounds it. great. Let's let's get the whole team with us. Yeah, too. let's get the whole team. <laughs> but I love what you said about not having to go just to a studio because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think like, oh, I don't have time for that. And then some yoga, it can be expensive. Expense. Yeah. So what? Is your personal practice, like, do you have a daily time that you do it? Or is it just like a mood? Do you do it? I'm very forgiving on my, with myself when it comes to exercise and yoga. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, I've come a long way Mm -hmm. in the last several years as far as living this kind of lifestyle and understanding myself well enough that if I don't, incorporate all the things that work for me to keep me balanced, I unravel quickly. (laughs) If I don't go out for a run in three days, Mm -hmm. anxiety starts creeping in, monkey mind starts creeping in. And as long as I get out in the sun, regulate my breathing, let all the thoughts go away, then I'm okay. So it's either like unravel and undo that and get back to it or maintain maintain it. It just seems to be the better solution for me. So balance, balance, balance is it. That is so beautiful. I'm glad. I don't think I could have articulated it better myself, although I've tried to for three years now on this podcast. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Oh, thank you. Like it's a way of life. Like it truly is. And yes, again, like one session, I think it's great maintenance and it's great for, you know, helping you get back, you know, realigned. And um, when we start with all of this, even in classes, it's like you open a door and you have an opportunity to look at yourself and observe things differently. You know, it's like a brand new adventure is about to happen. Right. But if you don't stick with that, you just fall back into those old patterns, old routines and everything else, and it slips away. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge uh, expectation for people that, oh, I can just do yoga here and there, or I can just, you know, do Reiki once 
and something is supposed to shift you like long term, but it's us. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do the work. Right. So it's beautiful that you say that. Um, now, with all of this, I know that you're also someone who practices meditation. That's been incredible. That's a really good story. So actually. please share that. Yeah. Tell us about how that started for you and how that fits into your life and routine. So you've helped me with grounding and meditation, and I just simply didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I injured my hamstring, I want to say like May of Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. And that was completely debilitating. And so someone that runs nearly every day Mm -hmm. and has a very active occupation, And does yoga, which is how I injured myself, sadly. I, I just pushed myself too hard. Um, that took a year to heal. And during that time, that I meditated every day because I didn't have a physical outlet to keep my mind centered. So yeah. meditation was pretty much my only option. Yeah. So I was forced to meditate. I didn't do it well at first. It's just like everything else. It's a practice. And it took my meditation to a whole nother level where I can immediately jump into it now. And it's been my objective to explain that to other people when meditation comes up, which is a lot. I have a lot of girlfriends that want to meditate, that try to meditate, that think they fail at meditation. My best description of meditation is it's whatever state you're in, right? Yeah. But you don't get there. It's there. It's in between your breath. It's in between the thoughts. It's in the gap that yeah. you hear, you know, certain guided meditations say. Yeah. Um, it's the stillness and awareness. There's no getting to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have someone explain that to me. And you may have, but I didn't pick it up. But until you get there and yeah. understand that it's not anything but just gently pushing those thoughts aside and just sitting still. And I imagine a lion in the Sahara desert, how they have video of like these majestic beings sitting there, just staring in stillness. Mm -hmm. That's what I I see meditation as. I know. Right. Because they're just aware. They're astutely aware of their surroundings, Mm -hmm. but they're not doing anything, but just being just being. And there it is. A big furry lion. Right. But I think people hear that and go, what does that mean? Just be, but it's literally like, that's the big secret. And I think that's why a lot of people struggle with meditation because they're trying, they are trying to meditate. Mm -hmm. It's like they think, okay, if I close my eyes and then I have to try to stop thinking, Mm -hmm. your brain is designed to think like that's going to happen. Yeah, so, it's like a little baby. Yeah. It's playing. Right. And your mind is doing exactly what it's doing. It's processing thoughts. Right. And if you see your mind as an organ, just like your heart and your kidneys, and functioning in that way, yeah. I think maybe that was you that described it to me, like a little toddler. Yeah. And it's just playing, it's playing, playing, playing. And if you see it that way and push those thoughts aside, that's actually meditation. Yes. I do that all day, even when I'm walking and driving. I'm observing my mm-hmm. thoughts right. all day. And I say, get out of here with that one. That's a bad thought. (laughs) And that's why for some people, too, just as like a a little side, and I guess it could be like a recommendation for people, if you have a hard time and still are like, I don't get it, you can use a mantra. 
Some people will just chant a mantra over and over again so they give their mind a point of focus. Mm -hmm. So then you're not so wrapped up in the effort of trying to meditate, but you have something else to focus on. But okay, okay, okay. So what is it about meditation that you personally love? Like, why do you recommend it or why do you love it? I think it's like anything. It was a challenge to me and I wanted to um, conquer it. Mm -hmm. Just like a rock wall. Just like <laughs> running seven miles, just like, you know, just any goals that you set. Oh, going back to balance, mm -hmm. you will get bored with running. You will get bored with hiking. You will get, you have to keep incorporating new stimulus mm -hmm. in your healthy living. Yeah. Um, meditation was just one of those things that I wanted to keep practicing and getting better and reaching mm -hmm. for it's more. It's interesting when you said that conquering, like you want to conquer each thing. And I'm like, well. Like this journey is really us trying to conquer ourselves mm -hmm. and trying to conquer all the programming and conditioning that Ugh. has built up in our spaces over our okay. entire lives. Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. But it is. It's kind of like trying to retraining. Conquer yeah. Retraining. Yep. But you have to want it. You have to want to change, identify, change, and make yourself better. Yeah. That's so important. And this I do want to ask you because you do um, all of these different practices. And some people, they're just, you know, yogis or they're just Reiki practitioners or they're just, um, you know, some people only stick with the physical activity. Good for them yeah. that they can yeah. do it with <laughs> just, just one. one. I need the <laughs> whole company. No, I just, I like the, the diversity of it. Yeah. I have to have a lot of difference. In well, life. how do you do that? Because there are some people that want to blend and kind of bring those different components into their own practice. But I think in some people's minds, I just have to say, side note, for those of you listening, our guest today is a planner. She's a Virgo. <laughs> we don't and have she, to tell them yeah, this. Yeah, she is very good with writing it on the calendar, writing it in the note, whatever it may be. So... Some of us, like me, who are more challenged with those types of things, you know, like I will think to myself, I would love to do yoga and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And then I get overwhelmed, like, shoot, how am I going to fit that all in? So for your personal practice, is it something like you incorporate each every day or do you just go with what feels right in the moment? How do you work that out? I do listen to my body. There are some days that I literally just, need to rest my body mm -hmm. but for the most part I, when I go out for a run I commit to a mile and a half and then mm -hmm. I just listen to my body if I can bust out four fantastic if I, I do seven that's even better um that's rare but honestly it's just making the commitment getting on the yoga mat I might just do some stretching yeah. or I might have you know a little headstand sesh I don't know just what I, I just listen to my body and I push and some days I'm super ambitious and yeah. some days it's more of just like a nurturing honoring of my body and this is a commitment to myself and whatever comes through comes through I think that's beautiful listening to you describe it it sounds like you're very forgiving of yourself yes and I think that is a very powerful message because Again, we can get caught up in holding ourselves to certain expectations and then beating ourselves up if we don't follow through with them. And then you 
then you discourage yourself right. and then you let it go. Exactly. It's just like going on a huge cleanse or a diet. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it fantastic for about four days, maybe a month. But if you strip away all of those habits at once, we're not designed to deal with that. Yeah. We're very um, resilient beings, but you have to slowly chip away and adjust and change. And when you do it that way, that's, that's probably the best, the most beneficial way of doing it. Yeah, I would say, shocking. right? Yeah. It's not shocking your system. Right. I've been doing this for a long time. Do you know what I mean? I, I didn't do yoga. For, I wouldn't do yoga for like six months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'd work too much. And then I'd, you know, have wine after work. Happy well, hour. Yeah. Happy that hour. would be my yoga. Yeah, but yeah. But not really. Not at all. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Practice yoga with wine. Of- okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go. <laughs> you know, some people do. I've heard of... Um, mm. Yeah, I have. Now, just like I wanted to ask you too, because, you know, coming from someone who was like the very like physical, you still are very physically fit and, you know, the meditation. (laughs) Please, if I could commit to your um, diet alone, actually, that would be fantastic. So how does that, that's another one, because I know we haven't spoken about that. The clean eating for you, is that something... Have you had this type of eating habit throughout your life, or was it something you just incorporated in with all of these practices? That's been a journey as well. That began in college. Mm-hmm. My senior year, I had to write an advocacy paper, mm-hmm. and I chose PETA. Uh-huh. And that was my first day of vegetarianism. <laughs> <laughs> and that lasted for a while. Mm-hmm. And in the interim, that's when the chicken breast grew to be the size of turkey breast. Uh, right. So even after being a vegetarian for a while and seeing what other people were eating, I went years without eating chicken. Oh. Now I eat chicken, but I'm very specific. It has to be local and organically grown. Um, my house is pretty much vegan. Sometimes I'll have eggs. Yeah. But it's more about pasture It's kindness. It's our food system, sadly, tragically, is a mess and it's me um just trying to i guess have a better lifestyle because i understand that what's going on with our food right people are getting sick i mean it's really i don't want to get depressed (laughs) but it's really sad yeah so clean eating is huge that's just knowing where your food comes from i used to run a restaurant Mm -hmm. so i understand um how they drive the prices down on certain proteins and where it comes from and that's really um discouraging yeah so i've been vegan and vegetarian on and off for the last 20 years I'm currently eating meat, but when I do eat meat, it is farm-to-table restaurants where I do know where they get their proteins, or um, I just limit my yeah. my animal products altogether and try to eat whole foods. It's really important. I don't usually eat uh, processed food. I did have some Belgian chocolate ice cream <laughs> last night, but we know why. <laughs> why, why I needed it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I try to... I'm also aware. Mm -hmm. So if I want a cheeseburger, I'll eat the cheeseburger. It'll be a a better quality, you know, house ground burger at a restaurant that I only go to from the table. Um, But I'm also aware and I'll eat 
it, like extra clean the next day and make right. sure I get extra greens. I also promise to eat a salad a day. Mm-hmm. So those small commitments to yourself, those are all added. That wasn't just like one day I woke up, I'm like, I'm going to eat a giant salad for one of my, my meals every day. That was more like, wow, my system feels better. I feel lighter. I'm more mobile and more active when I eat a salad. Eat a salad with no meat, no cheese, no bread. Just a bunch of vegetables, fruit, nuts, beans, and organic lettuce, and your life will change. I even have my dad eating organic, and he's limiting his meat and only eats organic. Wow. And he's he ha- he has a bicycle now, and he's all over the place. He's like 65 years old. Right. Fantastic shape. No medication. My mom eats a whole food. Um, she's not. She doesn't have any medication. She's 61. So. Well, I think it's the same thing. I mean, interestingly, the same way you are with your physical activity. It sounds like you're just as forgiving with yourself with the totally the food, and it's like it seems like it's so much about your awareness, but then also recognizing, yeah, I'm having this craving over here, but I can make up for it and not again beating yourself up. Yeah, self-awareness. What mm-hmm. makes you feel best? Mm-hmm. And how bad? How badly do you want to feel great? Right. And how badly do you want to feel great? That should be on a t-shirt. A t-shirt done. <laughs> You'll be able to buy those on my blog. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That is funny. Speaking of which. Yeah. Um, your blog. So this is one of your newer ventures. Yeah. And. I wanted you to share that because we have been talking about on the show a lot recently anyway, about sharing your voice and how we all, you know, we all have stories. We all have things to share, but the beauty in that is that we can really help and support each other. And, you know, by sharing our journeys, what inspired your blog and what can people expect from your blog? What is this all about for you? Oh my goodness. I guess this is all so new. Mm-hmm. I'm almost uncomfortable promoting this because it's at its good, instant good. stage. Yeah. Good, yes. <laughs> but I think it, I was inspired. All right, so I've comfortably sat in the role as a listener, supporter, nurturer, advice giver, counselor. Mm-hmm. I don't have a PhD. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, kind of in life, it right. seems, <laughs> with the hits. But no, um, and I've always listened to, um, compassionately without judgment on uh, with a lot of my friends and what they they've gone through. And I've seen a lot of my friends through a lot of challenges in life. Mm-hmm. So learning from their life lessons, as well as mine, I have a really good sense of advice when someone comes to me. Mm-hmm. So, Obviously, I can't work one-on-one with everyone, but the blog is inspired to help others through what I've been through, as well as all the loved ones and the friends and coworkers and everybody that have touched my life through these years, including my parents and my brother and, you know, everyone, you. Anytime um, I've seen someone struggle, there's been light that comes out of those struggles. So... Being able to incorporate all of those life lessons and put it in in context where people can take information and apply it to them or me help them directly. That's yeah. that's the purpose is to create a community that helps the masses, not just my inner circle. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. 
That's Thank a beautiful you. thing. Yeah, oh, that's what I want to do. Well, we need it. I mean, we really do. And we I, all need we it. We all need it, and we need that. Um, feels like a push more for all of us to extend our reach because the reach of things that are literally poisoning us is quite great. Whether yes. it's what's on TV, what we hear on the radio, what we're being fed, what's in our stores. Mm-hmm. So yeah, our reach of wellness has to be much greater than just our immediate bubbles. I mean, at this stage, it really does take a village, and we need our village to right. grow tremendously. Yes. Tempted I want to be a part of this spiritual village. movement. Honey, we're in it. <laughs> I know. I want to help <laughs> others, and I, I, that's, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I want it to be, I want my blog to be a tool in everyone's toolbox who want to better themselves. Mm-hmm. If they want to hike, if they want to surf, if they want to rock climb, if they want to check in on my blog, you know, and all the the services that are going to be a part of that. Like, I want everyone to create a wheelhouse of balance and wellness for themselves. Maybe that should be. Yeah, well, I'm just going to make a note and we'll talk Ah. about that later. Um, uh, What else is going to? Oh, (laughs) it's Reiki Radio. Hi, Reiki Radio. So we had to talk about Reiki, of course. Now this, I don't even know if I asked you this, but what even drew you to Reiki? Like what made you Google to say like, oh, I'm going to look up Reiki? I have a fabulous friend named Vienna that gave me my first Reiki session. It was totally impromptu. Mm -hmm. And I went into a whole new dimension and I didn't start calling it dimension until just recently. And I'm biting that word from someone else Uh when I explained it. The way I explained it previous to that was oh, I was in this bubble of like warmth and yeah. comfort and bliss and I didn't want to snap out of it and I felt like I was aware and awake but I wasn't and I was floaty and and it lasted for a day and I just couldn't move and I didn't want to move I yeah. <laughs> it was so intense um so then that's when I found you because we've known each other for years yeah so I had to back up to tell the people listening Lynn and I have known each other probably when I first moved. I here, have so known your beautiful soul for nearly <laughs> almost ten years. Ten yeah. years. So almost ten years Woo! we've known each other. Your whole clan, your whole group. Yes. yes, yes. And we lost touch over the years, and I hadn't heard from Lynn, hadn't seen Lynn in quite a few years in We're between busy. there. Yeah, life happens. Yeah. And then one day I get an email. Okay. Let's go to Great Maple <laughs> where they have beignets. No, that's before I knew you loved them. Um, And I wanted to ask you about it. And you offered to give me the Reiki One uh, certification. So I went through that class with you. That was profound and crazy intense. How would you explain? Because people do wonder, like, why are there three different levels? What's the difference in the levels? So, like, how would you explain level one? Like, if someone asked you, should I do Reiki, even if I don't want to be a healer, so to speak? I will say from Reiki one through two, through mastery, I don't want to say I became a shut in, but I could not deal with energies. It, It was a very difficult period, but there was a lot of healing and growth and, um, going inward and, pulling layers back and understanding. And it was a, it was, and you told me, 
I was like, why is this so hard? And you're like, because you're resisting it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I am. Indeed. Because <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. And then yeah. when I went through the Karuna mastery, that was so gentle and loving and easy. Like, I felt like I had photographic memory when I was reading through the pages. It was like a profound experience, very opposite to, well, just as profound, but a very, very different. Different type of Kind of yeah. healing and growth. So Reiki is, I, I have to attribute Reiki hugely to my spiritual growth. One of the most profound experiences of my life. I encourage everyone to find a, a pregnant or a master teacher who can get you certified into Reiki one, at least yeah. everyone should, yeah. because those attunements people <laughs> are intense life experiences. I repeat, no, super intense. I'm totally kidding. Um, I'm being dramatic, but no, it was a huge and I work in an environment where I have a lot of different energies yeah. And feeling someone frustrated, they would heat my body up. Yeah. I'd walk into a room. I'd feel anxiety on my skin. I would have to go and lock myself in a room just to ground because I felt like a live wire. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't me. It was not being able to control the flow of energy that was flying through me or something. Yeah. You could probably. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was intense. It does, especially for, and I say that. I think Reiki, at least level one, I mean, go all the way through if you feel called, but at least level one is so huge, especially for people who are empaths and just naturally pick up energies anyway, because it does make you more sensitive and more aware of what is around you. But yes. the beauty of it is, as you have that awareness, like it does hit you like, oh my gosh, it's you healing. Become, yeah, healing. healing, and you become aware of what's yours and what you're sensing from other people. Because prior to that, it's almost like we're in this oblivion where we're just taking on energies, yes. being affected by them. And, and thinking, you think you're just in a bad mood. Yeah. Or you're just PMSing. Exactly. Or you're just in a funk. Right. You feel like you're off. Mm-hmm. You know, like, am I crazy? No, you're not. You're no. just carrying the energy of the last 30 people you came into contact with. But, yeah, so I do remember that period, like, it intensified that sensitivity for you. Hugely. But the beauty of it, I think, is once you become aware and you start learning how to manage it and to navigate it, I mean, it changes everything. Because I used to be, like, you know, very sensitive about where I would go. You know, people would be like, oh, do you want to go wherever? It could be a concert. Do you want to go to a concert? God, no. I cannot go into that. No, the vibration of the music would be super intense. It's still actually intense. I've been Mm -hmm. to a couple of shows where it's too much. Yeah. But no, just around all the people. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'd have to take a day just to shake it all off. Go on. Right. No, no, no. no. That's so, that's exactly what it was like. And now I can, at the very least, if I want to go, I know to prepare my space. I know that while I'm there, I can be in my space. I may have to shift a few things while I'm there, but I can manage it. It's not like I'm cutting things out of my life because it overtakes me now. Now I understand how I can manage it, but it takes some learning, some growth, (laughs) some healing, some transformation to get to that part. Self-awareness. Yes. That should be another thing on your T-shirt. Your line of t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> or in the back of your underwear. <laughs> so well, 
see. We'll visit this project, too. We'll just add that. Yeah. So level one, okay, so you became more aware. Level one was awareness. I would say probably level two and mastery was some hard, hard resistance on my part, which made it a little more difficult to manage. Um, but you have to remember, again, I work full time in a, yeah. in a place where there's a lot of different energy right. and a lot of activity. So, um, yeah, it was, it was difficult. Now... I, I have a better handle on it. I want to ask you about Karuna in a second because I hardly ever talk about that. But before I do, I want to know with the Reiki, because a lot of people when they come and say they just want to be a healer, and I try to explain to them, you know, it's a beautiful thing, of course, share. But I promise you when you open this can of worms, the first up to bat is you. Yes. Like you are going to... Well said. Be going through some self-healing and self-observation like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see yourself come screaming in like, oh, so, you know, be aware. Like, how has that process been for you? Like, in terms of the um, perspectives you've had and, like, doing that internalized work and seeing yourself, like, have things shifted for you? What has what have been, I'd say, like, the most beneficial aspects of this? journey for you so far? That's a great question. If I could summarize it all, I would say the self-awareness in me has lent compassion and forgiveness to everyone else. Yeah. All of the burdens, the crosses that I've carried, Mm -hmm. all of the um, animosity or, I don't know, any life experiences that you're hanging on to, Sending light and love to those and forgiving and letting go Mm -hmm. actually makes you whole again. And I would say that's probably, in summary, the best way I could describe the whole process from Reiki 1 all the way through to both masteries has been that. I didn't know it, but hindsight, I would say, you know, my relationships with people in my life have improved. Yep. I've been able to have compassion for everyone instead of being like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, and I've never really been a judgmental person. I've always tried to um, empathize and be and see someone's perspective. But more importantly, for any pain or suffering that you carry from any past relationship yeah. or upbringing or, I don't know, just babysitters or teachers when you're a little kid that said something that deeply affected you and it's holding you back now. Yes. We can quickly change that. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's yes. what Reiki did for me. It was yeah. the most profound experience for my spirituality and my own personal growth that I could ever have. And I didn't realize it. Yeah. Until, well, right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This very moment. (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you about the Karuna because um, it's so funny. I don't know why I've never really talked much about it, but I love it. It's it is a beautiful energy. Um, How would you describe the Karuna, and what was that like for you after going through that training? And well, for those who I didn't hear, I didn't hear about it until yeah, you brought it up. Yeah, Um, compassion based. It's Hindu-based, right? So 
that is probably the cherry on top. That's like the finality. So if you actually looked at segmenting Reiki one, two, Usui, Mm -hmm. Tibetan, right? Mm -hmm. As like your growth. And then Karuna could be kind of like the nice icing. Yeah. The soft, compassionate icing on the healing. Right. Where you, instead of just working on the inward, then that's the outward. Mm-hmm. Like a cake. No, I'm just it. kidding. <laughs> no, I would say that. I would say the, compa- <clears throat> the compassion is really strong inside of me. And I yeah. felt it. It was a profound feeling that you, you got yeah. from that class. Yeah. That was intense too, but it was like a soft, like buttery, sweet, like beautiful, kind, you know what I mean? So it was a different experience. The other ones were hard. Yeah. They were hard learning. I totally understand. And again, especially if you are in resistance, I would say with my first experiences with Reiki prior to um, the Karuna, it was, I remember I, after Reiki level one, honestly, I don't remember my thoughts now, mm. but I do remember after level two, I thought, Oh my gosh, it was like someone had like the portrait of life. And I thought that's what life looked like. And then they like ripped off one yes. layer and they're like, no, actually this is the way life is. And I was like, what? Yes. Everything's so different than I thought previously. And then um, out of curiosity, I did the master level. And then that, level I would say is where it really I kind of got smacked into that you deep, had the same experience yeah like really smacked into that deep like oh look at yourself <laughs> look at what you're holding yeah. what are you going to do about this you can't escape you yeah you know what I mean but in a very um uh life-changing way like I wouldn't yes. go back and say oh no I don't want to I mean no I'd do it, it again yeah I'd do in it again second. hey I would do it tomorrow Maybe, yeah, anyway. But, yeah, no, it's been one of the most life-changing things, and it's hard to articulate and describe unless, you know, you've gone through it. But it really does help you to see yourself in new ways. The Karuna, after my Karuna master level training, I wasn't um, much of a crier. (laughs) Is that what? I've been a crier. I have been. All this time. Like, tapped into my emotions now. Like, don't even care. I'll cry. No shame. Who cares? But immediately after the training, because I did it in Seattle, I was in the airport, and I saw this woman holding her baby. I'm crying. I saw this couple (laughs) holding hands. I'm like, that's the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Macaroons. Why? Oh, my God. Are those macaroons? (laughs) Are those beignets? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Such good food. (laughs) But seriously, it was like everything. I was waterworks for like a week. But it was all like very genuine, like yes. happy tears. Like, like your heart, my your heart. heart chakra was yes, open. Yes, it was open. Like, yes. Yeah. So that was a really, really cool experience too. And then of course, you know, as we work through our layers, it's like things settle down after we go through those growth periods. And then it does become much easier. I mean, we still have our stuff to look at. We still have our days, but. So hmm. I never thought of it that way. I fell in love with someone earlier this year mm-hmm. and the first three months I cried either over joy mm-hmm. I cried over emotion like beautiful emotion yeah I'd cry over sadness like and that <laughs> is not expressive one of my best friends of 14 years was like 
You're wow. like, I've seen you cry twice in 14 years. Like someone that's grown with me right. for over a decade. And I'm like, yeah. I know I just, every time I'm around this man, I'm crying Yeah. when he's not around, I'm crying, <laughs> but it wasn't, it was almost like a, my heart was just open yes. and it was less flowing, but that was an expression of yeah. love. And it was just, no, it was an expression of emotion. Because most times it was amazing mm-hmm. cries. Yeah. It was, like, beautiful. Yes. And then there were a few that were, like, you know, yeah, kind of despairing. I but find myself oh, not crying Oh, is that more? why I've been a crier? It could be. Because of you. <laughs> it's fault. you. I shouldn't have I didn't. you. <laughs> <laughs> I never made that connection until now on Reiki Radio. <laughs> no, but I do. Like, I find myself now, if tears come to my eyes it's usually because of overwhelming gratitude I mean I have found I used to be thankful before anyway like I've always been very thankful for everything I'm the person that's like wow I'm thankful the sun is out today okay great but now I mean someone can send me an email and I'm sure they don't think it's going to hit me the way that it does but they just say one line and I'm like oh oh my gosh and my heart just like Boom. I say it all the time. People, I'm like, my heart is beaming with gratitude because it's literally like, feels like it's coming out of my space. I just, the, the deep connection to that feeling of gratitude and and compassion, it's, it's unreal. Well, and we've taken, we've committed Mm -hmm. to bringing down a lot of walls that we put up through the years because you are a very strong, independent woman almost alpha, right? <laughs> We've talked about that. I would have categorized myself the same. And now we're big criers after Karuna mastery. Like, <laughs> no. And it's because we've, we've taken down those walls, yeah. those barriers, those things, like I said, from past experiences yeah. that have hardened our hearts because yeah. man, it was flowing this year. Yeah, for sure. Right. Incredible. And Incredible like, observation. I didn't make how- a connection. You know, many years, I mean, I won't say how old either of us are, but we're close. 21. Right, you're 21. I started yoga at one years old. (laughs) But, I mean, I never would have imagined either that, Yeah. I mean, my friends, like, it was a joke that I cried at my friend's wedding recently. Like, that's how much I didn't cry before. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah, waterworks. That's wonderful. What a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, I... It's been an amazing journey, and you know, it keeps going, and who knows what it all leads to, but that's one of the things why I was so happy to, that you said yes to coming on the show today, because one of the things, especially now that the show is coming to an end, like, it's been very um, important to me to share with everyone who has tuned into the show, all of the listeners, other people who are going through this process and other people who are exploring these paths of themselves and their spirituality and all the different methods that we can use and understanding that our journeys don't all mirror each other, but mm-hmm. we can really learn a lot through our individual experiences. And so watching you go through this process, like literally front row seat, being I able wouldn't to have, see. I wouldn't have chose anyone else my friend you were a power in my life I'm 
super grateful that it was you. Okay. Super grateful. Don't cry. Don't make me cry on Reiki. (laughs) I know. There's no crying on Reiki radio. (laughs) No, I was thinking about that on my way here. I was like, I wouldn't have chose another soul on this planet to go Uh through this journey with. Because you are just amazing. So I'm super grateful. And I'm grateful for this time. I cannot believe three years of this show and I'm not cried on this podcast and you're about to no, <laughs> we cried. Don't it's do it. You know, Karuna. I know it's Karuna. the Karuna. <laughs> it's the Karuna. No, but it, I mean, it has been absolutely amazing. Like watching, um, <clears throat> the unfolding with you, but the part that makes me smile so much, I have to tell you, is the times you come over or even when we meet for breakfast or something and you're talking about just your thought process. And whatever it is that's going through in your life. exhausting for you. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, like the way that you perceive these different situations and what comes up and like whether it's for you or other people in your life, it's just so amazing. And so I was really thankful that you decided to come today because I want to help you extend your reach because oh, you are you. such a beautiful light and you are so full of the compassion. Now we know why, but so full of so much wisdom. And I think one of the things that really came through strongly today that I noticed about you is that forgiveness. I think that's huge for people on their journeys to have that and to know that from the very beginning, like you don't have to beat yourself up over this stuff. You know, it is flexible. You can Mm -hmm. do it in your way. So I think your story, but also your light and the way that you teach and the way that you do Reiki and the way that you share your gifts and take people hiking and then they get to have food and Reiki afterwards. I mean, all of these things are beautiful. Like you're just such a beautiful soul. So I am very thankful that I got to be a part of this and Mm, we'll keep going. Thank you. But that you came on to share with everyone today. I feel very blessed to be here and talk about this. And I wish us both, like, amazing, amazing successes. Like, amazing everything. Everything. Unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. we need to talk about that after yeah, the show, too. Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, so before we go, though, there is something else I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I know that you love essential oils. But another thing, too, just really quickly because I only drank the alkaline water while I was in yoga teacher training. Yes. Let me tell you something. Mm. You know, one yoga class, like I think back to Bikram. Yeah. I would finish like a half a gallon easily in yeah. one class because it's. Yeah. Rigorous. Yeah. When I was in my yoga teacher training, I would take these bottles, the same half gallon, but with alkaline water. And I could not believe the way it hydrated me. Like, it didn't take as much to make me feel as hydrated. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was very, very interesting. But anyway, I know that you're big on um, alkaline and, as we talked about earlier, even, like, eating well and all of these things. Do you have any personal reasons, like, why you The alkaline water? Yeah. Now, first of all, let me just advise everyone. If you go on the Internet, it's completely split down the middle. Mm -hmm. Some people think it's a hoax. Some people swear by it. I personally, my only experience is this. When I wasn't working and I was hiking a couple times a week, my friend Jaime Uh introduced me to alkaline water. And before that, I'd drink smart water or Avion or whatever. I didn't really see any difference. 
it wasn't until I would drink like a liter and a half on the way to our hiking destination. Mm -hmm. And then I would take another bottle with me. Alkaline water, I would barely touch the bottle (laughs) on a two, two and a half hour hike. Right. So I was like, well, wait, if I just drink more water then I won't have to take any water because I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even be, hyd- I wouldn't even be dehydrated. Like right. my mouth would have saliva and I'd be out in 80, 90 degree weather for two and a half hours sweating. Yeah. Off. So um, I kind of played around with that and then I'd go back to smart water and I would have, when I would run some of the trails, I'd have the water swishing around in my stomach with regular water. Right. With alkaline, I could literally drink a liter and a half before my hike walk for a few and start running and the water doesn't swish around in your stomach. And this isn't like a placebo effect. This isn't me just believing this because somebody told me this is actual me going on hikes alone, me doing this all through my months and seeing the difference in how my body performs, how hard I could push myself and not even having to carry water on a two and a half hour hike in Southern California. Right in the mountains. So it don't take my word for it, but I do highly recommend um, using that at least for your workouts, because I, I've noticed a difference on how, like you said, you yeah. don't have to even hydrate as much. Right. I can even go like for the rest of the afternoon and not really drink that much water. It was amazing. Like I really, yes. I could not believe that. So do you get yours at a water store or do you get I pick them up at our local, like, you know, our Whole Foods, yeah. Sprouts, wherever they're, I, it's more um, available now. I've noticed in like the regular grocery stores, sometimes mm-hmm. you'll see those, but that's where I get mine. And there are water stores that are specifically alkaline, but they are like $4 a gallon or yeah, something like that. It is. Um, and you that's have to keep in mind, it, but yeah. I, w- I was advised too. I mean, if they do say like 8.5 pH, 9.5, you have to remember by the time it goes into the water bottle. Yeah. I was advised by the time you take it off the shelf and purchase and drink it, mm-hmm. it probably loses like right. another one. Yes. So pH. that's the only benefit of yeah. getting it. Like, so you're just drinking probably store. regular water yeah. instead of acidic and, you know, not so the if best you water. aren't familiar with it and you want to test it for yourself to like really, really see, I'd say like the first time, just try like a gallon at the water mm. store just because, you know, you like got it in that moment. And it's good for like a few days before it starts to. I've turned a lot of people on alkaline and they say the same thing, that they Mm -hmm. don't feel like they have to drink as much. They feel hydrated. They're not chugging water all day. I couldn't believe it. And I didn't know anything about it other than Ethel, you know. Ethel, she goes to the water store. She swears by alkaline. It's all she drinks. So she kept telling me before my yoga training, like, get the alkaline water. Go get it. Blah blah. So I was like, fine. But I didn't know why. Yeah. And that's what I noticed, even without, you know, yeah. knowing that's what would happen. But so for all of you out there, especially like me, I don't like drinking a lot of water all day long. Oh, so you're perfect. So it's perfect. So if you need to hydrate yourself, yeah, you may want to try that. I don't that. have stock in alkaline water. Yeah. Or maybe should. But I know. We sound like an alkaline commercial right I now. Know. But neither of us, I mean, we're getting nothing from this. Just it's to just benefit those you. Small, those, small t- those small things that happen, you know, on your journey yeah. with, like, you know, you just kind like of you gotta try learn this, this yeah. learn that, ditch that. It's so true. So it's funny, you know, right before we came on the show today to um, share with all of you, I was thinking, I'm like, with all of the different practices you have, 
and with everything that you do, you really are like uh, you could be a poster child for overall <laughs> wellness. <laughs> you know that balance because you really do integrate like mind, body, spirit. Like literally, you I do. love you for saying oh, that. That's true. so sweet. Are you gonna cry now? <laughs> I know. No, but it's true. And so again, I thank you for everything that you shared with everyone today about your journey and what has worked for you. Before we go, I want to know if there's any advice you have for people who are just starting out in this or maybe struggling through those like early stages of growth periods. Any recommendations or encouragement you have for them? Before I get to that, I first, I do need to acknowledge that I do have a team of people that love and support me, that help me maintain balance and do cheer me on because I do hit my funks. I do come and see you once in a while when Mm -hmm. I need a Reiki session. So, you know, the people in my life are also very valuable, very important. So I have to also include those, not just me hiking (laughs) and alkaline water. Yeah. Um, for those who feel like they're going through a midlife crisis at 23, 33, 43, whatever, and you feel like this isn't the life that you're supposed to live, that's how it started for me. And I didn't know what that meant when I was saying that to myself. It's like, this is uncomfortable. This isn't, my, this isn't how I'm supposed to be living. Um, that was the small voice, and it grew louder and louder. And you can keep ignoring it, or you can make some changes. And just because my journey was hugely beneficial and I can look back and see all the things I incorporated in my life to, to help me along my, my path doesn't mean it's going to be the same for everyone. Um, But always seeking better ways of living and taking what works for you, but you have to have self-awareness. You have to know if the alkaline water works. You have to know if hiking is a great grounding tool for you and watch how your life is. And then you just, Make sure you commit to yourself. Yeah. How what did I say earlier? How bad do you want to feel great? How bad do you want to feel great? I really, I think you should put that on a t-shirt. You're cute. I want one. Medium. Okay. You'll get one thank for you. free. Oh, Maybe thanks. two. <laughs> thank you. So I want to make sure everyone knows how to connect with you, yes. how they can read your blog, and maybe from there if they want to shoot you, you know, a message, whatever. How can we contact Lynn? Um, through email. Love Reiki Wellness at gmail.com is my email. And I do have a blog that literally just bought it. Like, there's a face page, guys. No content. I'm working on that right now. That's uh, mylovetribe.org. So once that's up and running, you'll be able to sign in with your email and join our community. And then when, when that begins, that's going to be huge. I'm excited. Now, I'm really excited about that because even what you have up right now, I mean, it's just so beautifully written and it's oh. a beautiful piece. So if you haven't yet, hop over to her blog and really look into that. It's mylovetribe.org. And then you can email Lynn at lovereikiwellness at gmail.com. And I want to thank you again for being here thank today, my love. Thank you for Marla. having me. It was a pleasure. And for all of you, as always, thank you so much for joining me on Reiki Radio. If you want to sign up for my newsletter, hop over to uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. We only have a few episodes left. So be sure to also record your message to be on the final episode. You can get more information on my website. Remember to always journey in love.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.